Chapter 20 of the Mary Frances Sewing Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Laurel Monroe. The Mary Frances Sewing Book by Jane Eyre Fryer. Ma Sheen. The sun shone brightly into the sewing room. Everything was neatly in place. Sewing Bird was sitting on her perch on the sewing table. Mary Frances's work basket was at one end. That is the way things looked as Mary Frances peeped in the door to see what the thimble people might be doing. She was just about to enter when she saw a little fluttering in the work basket. Oh, I do hope they'll have some fun, she thought. Over the edge of the basket peeped the bright little eyes of Silver Thimble. Then he tumbled out on the sewing table. Why didn't you step over, Silv? asked Scissor Shears, stepping over the side of the basket. I'll take steps to find out why, said Tommy Pincushion, rolling over the side. You'll take steps? Impossible, exclaimed Emery Bag. Why, Fatty, I could get out of the basket as easily as that myself. And out he jumped. Then out came Pen, Sill, carrying a little piece of paper. What's that for? asked Silver Thimble, pointing to the paper. What do you suppose, Tinkle, he asked loftily, looking down upon the little fellow, to write on. Oh, I ought to have known, snickered Silver Thimble. You always do write. I am the only one of you who does, though. And Pen, Sill, hopped on his one leg to the other end of the table. Jumping up and down, he began, All ready for the grand presentation? Let's practice. Not so fast, not so fast, Mr. Pencil, exclaimed Needlebook. I lead. Oh, beg your pardon, said Pencil. I forgot. I'm led. I've always been led, sighing. Ha, ha, laughed Tommy Pincushion, tied to his missus' apron strings. But where are the rest of us, called out Scissor Shears. With that, out sprang all the needles and pins, even a few safety pins Mary Frances had put in one corner of her workbox, all the buttons, and all the other little findings. So many Mary Frances couldn't see where they came from. Then Sewing Bird, who had been looking on with interest, began to sing. Now listen here, this must be clear, this presentation party is for our little mistress dear. Look out there, Mr. Smarty, as Scissor Shears nearly tumbled off the table. I will take the lady's place and you will pass before my face, as when she's here, our mistress dear, at our presentation party. Now I will make my little speech, then you can follow one in each, except interrupted Silver Thimble, the tiny Tom Thumb Thimble folks, drawing himself up to his full height. They only bow, they all know how, said Sewing Bird. Now, all ready to hear the speech? Speech, speech, cried the Thimble people. Sewing Bird began. Our mistress dear, your heart to cheer, we're going to give a party. And we will evermore be true, and every one of us to you will pledge allegiance hearty. Next, then came Silver Thimble bowing before Sewing Bird. 
I'm Silver Thimble, bright and nimble. Then Scissor Shears, bowing, I'm Scissor Shears with rather long ears. Then Tommy Pincushion, I'm Tomato Pincushion, Silv, stop your pushing. Then Emery Bag, I'm Emery Bag, I never brag. Then Needle Book, I'm Needle Book, please take a look and do not look awry. I hold within without a pin, the needle of don't have to try. Then Pencil, I always do write. That's no rhyme, exclaimed Scissor Shears. Well, it sounds better than, I'm Pencil, I present my bill. Now, said Sewing Bird, the little Tom Thumb folks will all together bow. Bow, wow, wow, finished Tommy Pincushion, and all the thimble people laughed. Their laughing sounded as if the button box had been upset. Then the needles and pins and buttons began to bow and dance, making such a funny sight that Mary Frances nearly laughed aloud. Won't our mistress be pleased with all of us, exclaimed Tommy Pincushion. Come, pets, and the needles and pins flew to him. Come, pets, mimicked Emery Bag, and a few needles left Tommy Pincushion to go to him. Piggy, exclaimed Emery Bag, looking crossly at Tommy Pincushion. Oh, no, said Tommy, I'm just softer hearted than you, so they cling to me. Hee hee, laughed Silver Thimble, but our little miss will be pleased with this party for... We're all here, we're all here, ready to see our mistress dear. Then came a whirring sound. Zee, 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 zum, 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 zum. Zee, zum, zee, zum, zee, zum, zee, zum, mum, mum. And Mary Frances noticed the sewing machine wheels going around. Oh, my, oh, my, exclaimed Sewing Bird, fluttering her wings and tugging to get away from the table. What an awful mistake. No song I can make. We forgot Ma. Forgot whom, asked Tommy Pincushion. Forgot me, some sewing machine. All these days, my little ones, I've been hearing these lovely lessons. But not one of you, no, not one, remembers your machine. Zum, zum. What shall we do, whispered the thimble people. Listen to what I say, I say, I will take part today, today. I cannot bear a thing like this. I wish to help our little Miss. Zum, zum. Then all the thimble people cried together, Oh, Miss Machine, oh, our Machine, forgive us all, don't make a scene. Zum, zee, zum, began Machine when Mary Frances stepped in the door. Magic and mystery, she said, smiling. I heard it all, all the lovely presentation party. I couldn't bear to interrupt it, and I do thank you, everyone, my dear little friend, and my new friend, Machine. Zum, zum, hummed sewing machine softly. Some day, added Mary Frances, when we have time, we will have the grand presentation party all over again. Oh, goody, goody, won't it be grand, cried the thimble people. Today's lesson, began Fairy Lady, is to make a kimono for Mary Marie. Mary Frances gravely sat Mary Marie in a chair and opened her trunk. That Japanese crepe is just right for the purpose, said Fairy Lady, with this plain lavender three-quarter inch ribbon for trimming. 
Now comes pattern six, doll's kimono. See insert one. One, cut out by pattern of bathrobe. Two, clip several little gashes in the edge of the neck and turn fronts and neck back on right side of goods one quarter of an inch. Crease flat. Do the same to the ends of the sleeves. Three, lay three-quarter inch ribbon flat on top of the turned edges of the kimono. Baste. To fit ribbon around curves, gather it along the fuller edge. Four, overhand, run, or stitch down the edges along the front opening of kimono and sleeves. Five, hem, run, or stitch down the opposite edge of the ribbon. Six, base seams of kimono together on right side. Try on, make French seams. Seven, finish the bottom of kimono with a three-quarter inch hem. Note, instead of ribbon, trimming bands of plain lawn may be used. If these are used, proceed in the following manner. For neck and fronts, cut band exactly the same shape as the opening of kimono, making the band one and a half inches wide. Cut two sleeve bands, each seven inches long and two inches wide. After turning in the edges of kimono opening, turn in the edges of the trimming band one quarter inch. Lay it against kimono opening, fitting the neck carefully. Fold sleeve bands in half lengthwise. Crease well. Open. Pin band flat against end of sleeve. Stitch one quarter inch from edge. Turn over and crease. Turn down the other side of band one quarter inch. Fold band along the center crease. Bring turned in edge of band over the edge stitch to sleeve. Baste, hem, or stitch down. Fairy Lady gave these directions very slowly and Mary Frances followed them carefully. When she came to stitching the band, sewing Ma Sheen said, Little Miss Seamstress, please just put that under my foot and it will be done in nearly no time. Thank you, Ma Sheen, but Mother wouldn't let me, said Mary Frances. Oh, I'll be responsible, said Ma Sheen, and as Mary Frances set the little sleeve under the foot, she began to whirl her wheels so rapidly Mary Frances couldn't see them. Oh, thank you, said the little girl. Will you do the front trimming band? Yes, indeed, said Ma Sheen, singing, zum, zum, zum. Isn't this delightful, Mary Marie, exclaimed the little girl. What a lot of dear friends we have. Then Fairy Lady smiled. The next is pattern seven, dressing sack. See insert one. One, cut out by pattern of bathrobe, making it only as long as the row of pinholes marked dressing sack. Two, finish the front and neck and sleeves by pinking or notching closely with the scissors or three, transfer the pattern for scallops given below. To do this, with a soft lead pencil, trace scallops through the tissue paper. Turn the tissue over and lay the picture of scallops against the sleeves and fronts and trace over on the wrong side. This will leave a penciled outline on the goods. 
Instead of this method, the outline of the scabs may be traced through the tissue and carbon paper. With embroidery cotton, work the scallops in blanket stitch. The dressing sack may be finished with ribbon or bands in just the same way as the kimono. Embroider the ribbons or bands with 31. Feather Stitching To learn to make the stitch, use linen canvas 3-inch by 7-inch and blunt needle and heavy red working cotton. 1. Work toward you. Hold canvas over the left forefinger. 2. Five threads in and down at left-hand corner. Draw a needle through from underneath. Let thread hang. 3. Count one thread to right. Point needle downward, slanting to hold directly beneath the hole. Needle first came through. Pull through. 4. Repeat inserting needle one hole to the left instead of right. Always let thread fall under point of needle on right side of canvas before pulling it through. Now try it on the bands of the dressing sack. Good! As Mary Frances held up the samplers, here is a puzzle, riddle, or conundrum. Mary Marie is feather-stitched, yet not a feather is on her. Mary Frances laughed. I wonder how she'd look in feathers, she said. Then sewing bird sang. She'd make a fine bird upon my word. She'd sing a sweet song, and the only thing wrong, her feathers and song would be tightly glued on. Oh, sewing bird, laughed Mary Frances, shaking her finger. How did you know the voice of a talking doll was glued on? End of chapter 20